Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. It is so good to be back and doing something I enjoy. The past three weeks have been brutal for me, which is why I haven't been releasing any new episodes. So I do apologize for that. I know some of you are waiting for episode releases, and I've been prioritizing my teaching career during these past three weeks. And I'm going to talk about it for a few seconds because it is important to me and it does affect Mix in the Dark in a way. I appreciate those who choose to listen, but if you're really not interested, skip ahead to the story. I won't hate you. Some of you don't mind catching up on my life at all, and some of you hate my rambling. Both are perfectly fine. I respect your time. I want to tell you that teachers are not in a good mental health state right now. I think it's because we are carrying that burden of keeping children on track academically, and we are carrying it alone at the moment. I feel there is very little trust in teachers, and we are trained professionals who know how to cater to each and every individual student's needs. Yes, we cater our lessons to at least 20 to 27 students every single day. I have 22 students in my class, and I can tell you how each student learns best, what their favorite topics are, and even what they enjoy doing at school and at home. Did you know that it takes about six weeks for a classroom to be able to build a trusting learning environment and community? And from personal experience, I know that trust between a teacher and student eventually builds respect and in turn enables a student to actually want to learn. Keep that in mind and then think about how much schools have been transitioning from in-person learning to distance learning and then back to in-person learning and so on and so forth. And then factor in the 10 days that students must quarantine if they're exposed to COVID. This includes the students that they were sitting by. And then also factor in students who are unable to get to school due to bus driver shortages. We're trying to make school normal again when it's not We're trying to build community, but we keep getting interrupted. We're trying to teach, but everyday students are gone for various reasons. Building this trusting learning environment is not working, and therefore students are not learning. It's no one's fault, really. It's just how it is right now. School is crazy, and I feel only a teacher would understand this. So please, be nice to your teachers. Back to Mix in the Dark. I want you to understand that moving forward, if I missed a week, give me some grace. I'm probably in a space where I cannot create an episode at the moment. So don't get me wrong. I love scary stories and I love entertaining you all because it's been a long time coming, but I could really use some understanding and good words at the moment. With that said, I saved this true scary story for you. This story is a personal experience from my mother-in-law. For some background, my mother-in-law is currently a retired shaman. Before becoming a shaman in her young days, she often saw things that are abnormal and scary to a normal person. This story is out of the ordinary, but I trust that my mother-in-law is telling the truth to the best of her abilities. When I asked her to tell me the story, she was hesitant. She explained that she doesn't like telling this story because of how terrified she was during the incident. But she was willing because I was curious and she knows that this story will end up in a good place with good intentions. So here we are. Please enjoy. I am going to tell you a story that involves a close relative. The year was 1976 in Laos, right before General Vang Pao left for America after the communists seized power in 1975. 
I remember it was the rainy season. During this time, families have fled their homes. Most of us were living in our gardens and resting to hide from the communists. To give you a better idea of what that might look like, it is basically a house made of moss and dried grass. The house was completely open, which means that there are no walls. We had a few different rooms in the house to separate the married couples, otherwise everything was pretty much open. I was a teenager during this time and often had the role of watching kids and tending to the garden since my body was still strong. For some reason, during this time, people were dying of this illness. I'm not too sure what it was, but its symptoms were a fever and chills. Every so often, we'd see the townspeople carrying dead bodies to go bury in the gardens. One day, we found out that some of our cousins caught the illness and had died. This was when things started to get strange. My relative was like a brother to me. His name was Singh. Singh had a good-sized family. He had five kids. Four of them were boys and were eight years and older. Their last was their daughter who was still just an infant. Singh had a wife who all of a sudden fell sick. It was hard to get better during this time because we did not have much food since we were all just hiding from the communists in our gardens. Singh's wife's parents died in a bombing attack just a few days ago, which left her depressed. Every day she would cry and beg the world to take her so that she could be with her parents. What didn't help was that Singh was seeing other women. He was not empathetic toward his wife and did not care if she lost her family. All he knew was that she belonged to him and that was it. Singh liked to openly state that he is going out to see other women. His parents did not stop him either. During this time, women were second to men, and their culture was that they must submit to their husbands. It was frowned upon to leave your husband. If you are a woman, you're seen even lower once you become an orphan. This was Singh's wife's situation. Despite all of this, she stayed in the relationship anyway. I only remember her crying every day when we went out to the garden together. There was this one week where her illness began to quickly worsen. She was pale and weak. She talked less and less. One evening, she told Singh that she needed to use the bathroom. During this time, there were no bathrooms or outhouses. If you needed to use the bathroom, you would just go into the woods or into the tall grass. It was pitched black during this time. She would go use the bathroom in the tall grass areas. She often went longer than usual, but Singh didn't think too much of it. She was probably just taking her time because of how weak she was. A few hours had passed. Singh began to worry that she may have fainted or gotten hurt somewhere. He decided to go out and look for her. He called her name a few times. It only took a few minutes when she suddenly came out from the tall grass totally fine and functioning. She explained that her stomach hurt and she was just pooping. The second night, Singh's wife did the same thing. The strange thing to all of this was that in the morning, her body was weak and she was bedridden. But as soon as it became the middle of the night, she was this completely different person. Singh suspected that she was seeing someone else. 
On the third night, he followed her to the tall grasses when she needed to use the bathroom again. At first, everything seemed fine, until he began to hear silent cries. He then realizes that the voice was his wife. She was crying for her parents to come take her. Then, he started to hear whispers coming from her area. Singh got spooked, but he worked up the courage to call his wife's name. She stopped sobbing and answered. Singh explained that he was just out there checking on her and that they needed to head back. He waited for his wife to come out of the tall grass, and again, it was like she was never sick. The next morning, Singh called three elder relatives to his house to figure out what was going on with his wife. She was clearly not acting like herself, and he suspected that something spiritual or demonic was happening to her. One of the elder men was a family shaman. His role was to do a reading on the family and see what was going on spiritually. One of the men was an opium addict who often stayed up at night. His role was to watch the family while they slept. I want to explain that the addicts back then and today are very different. We perceive in general addicts today as failures because they abuse drugs. This elder used it for medicinal purposes. You could say that although he was high on drugs, his mind functioned almost like a normal person even on the drug. He was very wise. The third elder was there to watch and be a witness to this ritual. That day, I remember that I had to go to the garden to pick corn so that I could make corn rice for the family and guests to eat. We got wood to set the fireplace, and I began to cook. By the time dinner was ready, they had already covered and made a wall with dried grass to make room for Singh's wife for privacy. We had dinner like normal, and then it was time to observe his wife. Nothing much happened. It was actually a very quiet night. You could hear the crickets in the background. The kids and I were asleep in one area of the house. It was around 4 a.m. when Singh's wife whispered that she was going to use the bathroom. Singh woke up the elders to come observe his wife. The shaman elder came over to sit with Singh's wife. She sat up and looked around at the room full of people. Her eyes were lost and became this deep, dark color. Singh sat directly across from her and was holding her youngest daughter. I happened to be awake and came over to look. This caused all of Singh's kids to follow. We were curious. That was when the shaman noticed Singh's wife shaking, so he asked me to give him his iron hoop rattle. We call this Xianing. It holds 12 iron stars or circles that rattles once you shake it. This iron hoop is an important tool for shamans because it is believed to protect a person from evil entities and helps to retrieve the fallen souls. I handed this iron hoop to the shaman. He placed this ring on top of Singh's wife and let it sit on top of her shoulders. As soon as this happened, his wife's head shot up to look at Singh. This is the part where most people do not believe that it is true. I saw this with my own eyes, and we have at least 10 people to witness this event. As Singh's wife looked at him, her eyes widened 
and her brow turned into a stern look. The right side of her lips began to smirk as if she was going to smile. I saw the right side of her lips stretched all the way to the right ear, and then the left side of her lips slowly followed, stretching all the way to her left ear. She now had on a long, wide-mouthed grin. Just a few seconds later, she started to laugh this cold, chilling laugh, all the while still looking at her husband. Her teeth were part red and part white. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. The kids and I who witnessed this began to cry from fear. As if it wasn't scary enough, her stretched mouth all of a sudden collapsed and hung in one piece. The only way to describe it is that her lips looked like a horse's mouth. At this point, the kids and I screamed and ran to the corner of the room behind the elders. We were shaken and did not know what to do except hold on to each other. The shaman immediately recognized that to be some sort of monster or demon and it was taking over her body. Her face transformed that way as the last resort to take over her body since the shaman had his protective iron ring around her. Let me pause to explain that back then, things were different from how we live today. When a person dies in a modern world today, doctors make sure that this person has indeed passed by performing tests before actually claiming that they are dead. Then their bodies are taken care of, their blood is drained, their body is disinfected, organs are taken out if necessary. When the funeral and burial happens, they are placed in a coffin specifically made for them and placed under the ground with care. Their bodies don't come back. During this time in Laos, there is no way to tell if a person is dead or not. Nothing is done to the body to clean it and is carried away to bury in the most convenient spaces, such as next to the gardens. Because of this, lost souls that linger are able to take control of bodies since they still have everything from their blood to their organs attached. This is our theory anyway. It cannot be validated. I remember shaking in the corner when suddenly the elder who was addicted to drugs said, Oh, you are trying to turn into a Bonzong, huh? Bonzong is a spirit that roams and tries to manipulate people. It usually comes in the form of a woman or a little girl. No one really knows how it came to be or why. The elder said that statement in a clear voice in order to embarrass the spirit that was beginning to take over the body. Singh's wife glanced at the elder after he said that, and her face slowly went back to looking normal. As soon as she had a normal face again, she passed away. It was probably 5 a.m. by now. There was a thick blanket of fog that surrounded our area. I remember we had a pet dog that we kept around to protect us. When Singh's wife passed, our dog began to growl and bark at the fire. All of a sudden, a wind rushed through our living space and out to the tall grasses, the area where Singh's wife went to use the bathroom every night. It rustled loudly. The elder then announced again, trying to embarrass the spirit. Oh, the Bonzong and your wife are hiding in the grass. The Bonzong took her and they're hiding there right now. The grass stopped and stood chillingly still. 
everything went quiet for a few seconds until our dog started barking at the grass. We waited for what seemed like days. The sun slowly started to rise. The air felt a little lighter. The elder began funeral rituals on Singh's wife right away. The ritual took two days and it was rushed. We buried her next to our garden and abandoned it right after. The shaman looked into the situation spiritually and found that it was Singh's wife's parents that came and took her. The reason for that was because his wife kept crying and begging for her parents to come take her since Singh did not love her. They did not want to watch their daughter suffer, so they came back and successfully took her. Not only a few months later, Singh's deceased wife's family insisted that their daughter marry Singh so that she can take care of Singh's children. Essentially, he was marrying the little sister of his wife. Remember, because their parents were murdered and left them orphaned, the relatives forced them in marriage and convinced the little sister that this was the best that could happen for her. The sister did not love Singh's children or her nieces and nephews. She wouldn't feed them and did not want to take care of them. This caused a lot of trouble within the family and resulted in them seeing Singh's deceased wife from time to time to try to take care of her own children. Singh's family was part of the first group of Hmong people to immigrate to America. Eventually, he divorced his latest wife and married someone new. His new wife also did not like his children from his first wife. She has kids of her own and would only buy candies and snacks for her children, never for Singh's kids. It was then that they began to see random bags of snacks and candies around the house. It usually appeared in Singh's kids' room or inside their pockets. Singh claimed that this was not his doing. I believe that it is Singh's first wife coming back to take care of her children again. Now his kids are all grown up. Sometimes when I visit and sleep over, I get scared that Singh's first wife is going to come back with that same cold, wide-mouthed grin that she had right before dying. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab. <laughs>